Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, the chastity bet. Jason and Kenan are longtime friends who made a gentleman's agreement when they were but teenagers. The person who could resist certain romantic entanglements for the longest time would win a sum of money. Now Jason accuses Kenan of bending the rules to stay in the game. Who's right and who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. Oh, Bailiff Jesse, sounds like you're a little under the weather. Uh, do you have a moment to talk to me about marriage? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, look, Judge John Hodgman, I'm not an educated bailiff, but I can tell you one thing. When two people see each other and like each other, they ought to come together. Wham! Like a couple of taxis on Broadway, not sit around analyzing each other like two specimens in a bottle. Well, now, Bailiff Jesse, there's an intelligent way to approach marriage. Intelligence? Nothing has caused the human race so much trouble as intelligence. (laughs) Ha! Modern marriage. Well, now we've progressed emotionally. Shut your pie hole. Once it was see somebody, get excited, get married. Now it's read a lot of books, fence with a lot of four-syllable words, psychoanalyze each other until you can't tell the difference between a petting party and a civil service exam. Okay, swear him in, Bailiff Jesse. Very well. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he is, in fact, married to his money pit? I do. I do. Very well. Judge Hodgman? Well, first of all, Bailiff Jesse, I'm very sorry to hear that you're so under the weather. And I can tell that you are, because your voice is a little raspy. And you were, the, for the very first time, you have made the very common error that people make when pronouncing the name of the show or my title of calling me Jug. Jod Hodman. <laughs> that's how that's how I know that's how I know that you need to sit down with a little hot Dr. Pepper, a nice fleecy blanket. You just take a rest. Uh, do you mind if I use my small dog Coco instead of a fleecy blanket? Because that's what I'm doing. That's a ador- that's a ador- that's adorable. Uh, but please do not kill and flay any more dogs for your own comfort. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Jason and Kennan have come yes, before this yeah. court to seek justice for an immediate summary judgment. Before we begin, can either of you name the piece of culture that Jesse and I were paraphrasing? I believe I can. Oh, go on. No. Uh, I think it was Rear Window. You were Jimmy Stewart. Okay, that is correct. But... <sighs> What that is unexpected. What is the yeah? How what did is, you beat me to that? What is the what is the name? Yeah, well, how do you know that? By the way, uh, I I really like that movie. It's like one of my favorite movies. All right, so do I. But I still couldn't place the uh, out of context. Ugh. Geez. Well, for that for that reason, who 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 was it who got it correct? Kenan. Kenan. Okay, Kenan. The scales of justice are tipped <laughs> in your favor, but Kenan. I made several changes to the quote. Mm-hmm. Some of them were changing the characters' names to Judge John Hodgman and Bailiff Jesse. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously uh, the character Stella, played by Thelma Ritter, who speaks uh, the words about ha, modern marriage, did not also say shut your pie hole in the movie. 
But I also changed something else in Jesse's very first line. Look, Judge John Hodgman, I'm not an educated bailiff, but I can tell you one thing. When two people see each other and like each other, they ought to come together, wham, like a couple of taxis on Broadway. What else did I change aside from Judge John Hodgman and educated bailiff? Uh, is it a couple of taxis on Fifth Avenue? That's a, re- I, that's I, a reasonable guess. And I am, and I'm, Broadway didn't sound right. To well, me. no, that is that is that Broadway. Remember. Broadway is correct. Okay. That is that is the incredible power of my suggestion. <laughs> because I was trying to, I was I was trying to misdirect you from the the correct answer. I changed uh, when a man and a woman see each other to two people. Clever, right? And, and I did that in honor of gay marriage. I appreciate that, which is also a thing that you are honoring by welshing out on your bet. Is that correct? <laughs> Half of that statement is correct. All right. <laughs> this is this is this is an unusual situation uh in which an, an immediate summary judgment has honestly been earned and i i who have seen rear window many a time would not have would not have guessed that one myself um so i'm not going to try to welsh out of my deal and yes i am saying welsh <laughs> because i'm i'm bigoted bigoted against welsh people uh so you have a summary judgment in your favor this one is yours to lose sir Okay. All right. I don't, but I do want to hear this conversation. I'm not trying to welsh out of it on a technicality that you couldn't you couldn't determine which words I had replaced. But I, indeed, I had replaced a man and a woman with two people. Now, tell me the issue here, Kenan, in your words first, because you have the summary judgment. And Jason, you oh. sound, and you sound terrible on Skype, Jason. So this is better. Oh. And and also you <laughs> lost right. already. So. Basically, this is going to be a conversation between me and Kenan. All right. So um, we are 15 years older in high school, except Jason is 17. There are 10 friends who spend a lot of time together. Um, All of us are about 14 or 15. Jason's two years older than us. And um, we're at this stage in our our adolescence where not only has none of us ever, like, made out with a girl – None of us really speak to girls. Um, so that's a and so in an attempt to make ourselves feel better about this, we um, uh, concoct this really absurd bet, which is that whoever um, can with, withstand the advances of all these women who don't speak to us for the longest uh, <laughs> will, will clearly be the most admirable member of our group and will uh, receive a cash sum from everybody else. And there are different sums for different achievements okay now can you can uh now jason i'll give you a chance to talk can you explain so far do you agree with everything that kenan has said yes that's accurate all right so jason uh first of all how old are both of you now i'm 34 and, and how, uh, kenan is 32 okay great and uh mm-hmm. and 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 so run down the cat the big cash prizes that that you that you wrote down in blood back when you were 10 and 12 years old <laughs> What would you win? Okay. What would you win for All right. for 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 not kissing any girls? Girls only, I presume, uh, right? That was the issue. Well, I mean, like I I assume that we would have made uh, uh, an exception if uh, somebody had decided they they liked boys, but that didn't happen. Right over t- over um, time, but when you're when you're ten years old, you don't want to kiss girls because of cooties, but you do want to kiss boys because it's cool. Or did you not grow up in Brookline, Massachusetts? <laughs> 
No, we did not. <laughs> oh, I see. We were where, a little older than 10 years old. Where well. did you grow, where did you grow up? Well, this all took place in Middletown, New Jersey. Middletown, New Jersey. So you were not 10 and 12 years old? Did I misunderstand? <laughs> <laughs> no, Kenan uh, and were you, were all you tw- the guys were you 25 were... years old when you made this bet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we weren't that juvenile. Um, what, were you, uh, Kenan, what were your and, ages when you made this bet? Oh, Kenan and the rest of the uh, guys were 15 and I was 17. So at age 17, Jason, let's just let's put a pin in everything right now. I mean, let's just focus on this. So at age 17, you were making a bet whereby you would win money if you were the last person to kiss a girl starting at uh, that time or in your life. Um, no, in my life, I had actually already lost lost that one, but it was sort of more of a solidarity move uh, with my friends. Why were you hanging around with all these children? You were 17 years old. You were, you were Joe Cool. You were about to go to college. Um, See, I just presumed you were well, all 10 years old and, and didn't want to kiss girls because of cooties. Um, but you're 17 years old and arguably 15 years old. All you want to do is kiss girls unless you want to kiss boys. So what, well, what, what was going on in your lives at this time? That you that you were willing to sentence yourselves to chastity? Were you listening to the Smiths a lot, or what? I, <laughs> I think it was more of a way of, uh, and we I, I don't think we realized this till we were older, but I think we felt it on an intuitive level that it was it was more of a way to make those of us who were less popular with girls feel better about being so. So at least they were winning in this competition. Um. Uh, as I said, I, I had already lost that. So one, what you're trying so to say, I, so what you're trying to say is that you, a 17 year old, Mr. Cool walking around with his shirt <laughs> off at the football game all the time and, and second face with cheerleaders <laughs> were hanging around with a bunch of nerds like Kenan. And because you're one of those cool jocks, you wanted to make him feel cool by pretending you weren't doing it all the time with your little friends and, and doing well, this bet. Is that what you're saying? Not exact. I mean, I, I you was. You can hear Kenan starting a, a, a to sob nerd. now. You can hear Kenan starting to sob now that he realizes what was going on. <laughs> were you one of those jocks? Were you one of those jocks who also played D and D, right? And you're kind of like, yeah, okay, nerds, I'll, 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 I'll get into your no kissing game. Well, I was certainly never, never a jock. I think it's. I just wanted to be around these guys. Uh, Maybe not more than with than I wanted to pursue uh, romantic endeavors, but I I wanted them to know that they were important to me. I guess, even though they were uh, they were romanceless losers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so why did you want to hang around all of these children when you were seventeen years old? What was the what was the thing you all did together and enjoyed? And 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 was the focus of your of your gang? Uh, did you did you play did you play uh, video games together? Did you collect comics together? I can only think of nerdy things, right? Did you have a a, a, a fourth doctor Doctor Who scarf knitting group <laughs> together? I think we all fed off each other creatively really well, <sighs> and so we were really into like spending our weekends together. Uh, instead of spending them chasing girls and doing stuff like we drew, we wrote and drew comics. All right, like now we're getting we something. we programmed uh, DOS. Okay, here we adventures. go. Yes, now <laughs> we like <laughs> we we 
I know. I, it sounds bad, but it's it's it was really. I mean, it was really fun, and we we did of a lot course. of we got a lot of stuff done. We did like, you know, f- uh, uh, plays of uh, like fake radio plays. Like well, we did a yes. parody of the Shadow called the Silhouette, stuff like that. And now you know, we're like, getting it was deep. fun. See how you had all- a kite. You had a kite flying society. <laughs> See, see how it's all see how it's all pouring out of you now now that don't you feel better that you just said the weird kinds of nerdery you're into of course you were you were you were 15 to 17 years old that's what that's what boys did they hung out together that's totally fine but you're still there's still part of you that's 17 years old going i don't i don't even know if i want to say i don't even know if i want to say what i was doing these uh, you know we're just we just liked each other that's all and some of them were real losers and i just wanted to make them feel better like that's the worst that's the worst. You programmed DOS. Well, that- you programmed DOS. You did comics and you were into radio drama. Yeah, no, that yeah, sounds that's about fine. right. Yeah. That's fine. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. No, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed. So now let's get back to the original question. You guys, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> late, late one night, <laughs> late, late one night at the, uh, next to the reel to reel machine after you finished your final installment of your self-written shadow Radio serial. Who played the shadow, by the way? Uh, our friend Nick. <laughs> Who is the narrator? Um. Oh, geez. I can't remember. Kenan? Do you uh, remember? I, mean, I would guess Dale, but I don't remember either. What uh, What characters would you play in, in, in the radio serials, Jason? Oh, geez. It's hard to remember. Boy, I, think, I um, can't really remember. I would, you be quiet. Be quiet. Kenan? You remember. What roles I think did you play? I, was, I said be quiet. I, Shut your pie hole. Thank you, Bailiff Jesse. Take it. Take a moment to think about to, to try to remember. Kenan, do you remember? I I remember what we did in video games, and I remember the comics we all drew and the zines we made. I do not actually remember uh, the radio serial very well. That was too. That was. So, I think I was maybe not there that week. That was so. That was so nerdy for you that you blacked it out. <laughs> <laughs> you blacked out the memory. All right, Jason. Do you remember? Do you remember at all? Um, I, I definitely played uh, a lot of the incidental bit parts, you know, right. police officer, right. number two, right. Um, variety. random variety. thug, variety parts. like that kind of the stuff. Look, when you get a clutch of nerds like this together and, and, there, and, 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 and one of them is sort of well socialized like Kenan and the other one is sort of like a half nerd kind of doesn't, doesn't know if he wants to be there anymore. He's a little bit older and trying, trying to get out of this game. Like you, Jason. In that group, oh. there's usually one mastermind, one big brain nerd child leader, like the brain bug, who mm-hmm. who comes up with the ideas and uh, and 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 figures it all out. In my in my oh. elementary school, that was John Wolf. He was the one who had the Franklin oh. computer. He was the one who had the growling dog. Apparently. <laughs> Who was the kid in your who was the kid in your group who was the ringleader? Who was the who was the brain bug? Well, I would say there's two that Dale is like Darth Vader and and Mike was like Emperor Palpatine. Dale had all the charisma, but Mike had the like really evil ideas and was pulling some strings. Right. He sometimes. was more insidious. He was the he was the voice behind the power. Yeah. Oh, Whispering right. in Dale's ear. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So Dale, Mike, Kenan, Jason, and assorted other weirdos sit around. They decide, (laughs) we're tired of not kissing girls. Or no, we're tired of feeling like we have to kiss girls. If we erase erase kissing of girls 
or romantic entanglements of any kind from our lives, we will get to do this kind of stuff more efficiently, which, by the way, is uh, absolutely true. <laughs> you will co- oh, 100%. You will, you will code and write radio dramas and, and, uh, and make three-dimensional chess much more efficiently <laughs> if, you are, if you are unattached in life. There is nothing, nothing more, nothing more uh, unstoppable in life than a, than a nerd uh, who does not have a wife or children. What were the incentives that you laid down? Back to my original first question of the podcast. You got a dollar. So the last, so everyone, everyone would slowly give in to their carnal desires. The last one to kiss a romantic partner uh, would get a dollar from everybody, or the the last nerd standing. Yeah. Would get a dollar from everybody, uh, and about ten ten people were in this bet. Yes, okay. exactly ten. And then, and then, where did it go after that? What was the next? What was the next level up? Well, uh, virginity was the next level up. Well, that's a big. That's a big leap. From kissing, yeah. from kissing to full virginity loss. <laughs> yeah, we didn't go by bases. You did, was, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't go by the traditional uh, baseball model. Other than Jason, we weren't totally aware of what came in between those two things. Or what baseball was, for that matter. So, yeah, so there was maybe getting a girlfriend or a significant other or going steady. But I don't know. Maybe you guys are a little younger than me. Maybe it was that was you lived in a wilder time. Maybe maybe no one ever went steady. Maybe it was just hookup culture already. <laughs> All right. So then so virginity, what would happen? The last the last virgin in the group would be rewarded for his purity with how much money? Ten dollars each. Ten dollars from from everyone in the group, which would be nine or ten other guys. Let's say for the sake of math, it was ten other guys. All right, just so that we can that's a well, hundred bucks in your pocket. Because well, I nine other guys. I mean, oh, it was nine other. Oh, you, you're insisting that I. All right, fine. You don't. Give I can do that. Money. No, 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 I can do the. I can do the math. Ninety ninety bucks in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And then there and was there more. Was there another gradation beyond marriage or? Or did you just jump from virginity to marriage? Virginity to marriage, sure. and then a, a death one, <laughs> totally, which is kind of totally, morbid, but we still it totally reflect it totally reflects a fifteen year old boy's idea <laughs> yeah. of emotional exactly. development. All right, so here's what you do: you first you kiss a girl, then you do it with her, and then you got to get married. No other <laughs> possibilities, and then so so the last person to get married in the group collects. How much from each other person? Uh, go in metric, a uh, hundred dollars. Okay, a hundred dollars. So it's ex- nine hundred bucks. Right. So mm-hmm. right. Okay. And now, who won the no kissing? Who won the last? The last to kiss. Here's the thing: um, the last guy is still active. <laughs> oh, he's still in the and game. And I think you'd probably be sensitive about it too. Let, let me just clarify here: someone won the first bet, correct? Yes. Someone picked. Someone got nine bucks. Right. Okay. Yeah. And the second, the second one has already been, I presume, at this point, one. Correct. Yeah. All right. So the only mm-hmm. thing remaining is this nine hundred dollar last to marry prize. Is that correct? Yeah. That's the only thing. And, well, and then the death one, but the death one is hopefully far in the future for all of us. Wait. So you went from kissing to to intercourse to marriage to death. We were fifteen. So the we last didn't know what else people did. <laughs> yeah. So the last you, there's birth of a child. That's another landmark. 
Yeah, we didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, buying, we didn't even think about that at the yeah, time. There's buying your first car, buying your first home, growing becoming your first, a dungeon master, becoming a dungeon master, <laughs> growing, growing your first mustache to announce to the world that you are now middle aged and ready to once again become a virgin, <laughs> and and recuse yourself from sexual uh, beinghood. <laughs> Uh, all those things. But you know what, you guys, since you have enough trouble with these bets, we'll leave it be. And herein is okay. the conflict, right? Because Kenan has yes. made a decision that is controversial within the group. Yes. Jason, you bring this case. You seek justice. What is the what has Kenan done that is so wrong? Well, here's the, the thing is um, he made a decision with his long term romantic girlfriend. Um, and it is one that everyone in the group respects uh, that he they, – they decided that they wanted to get a civil union in solidarity with uh, all, of, all of the members of the homosexual community in the entire country who cannot get married. Did you drop them but, a line? Did you get your, their approval on this? <laughs> yes. I'm okay. still waiting on some of them. Okay. But, uh, um, and, but we don't – a lot there's a dispute within the group uh we don't think that this long-term romantic commitment to a girl is a spurious thing as well we don't think it's just an just a symbolic gesture we also think that he is making a long-term legal commitment to to his partner well i don't care what you think kenan yes you have uh you have a a a woman in your life i do jason described her as a romantic girlfriend. Is she very romantic? <laughs> she, she is. Rose, yeah. rose petals on the bed every night. Candles <laughs> all the time. Um, there was a lot of baking before law school. Well, that's, many, many a sad novel has started that way. So, okay. So and how long have you been going out? What, 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 may, may I ask her name or would you like to use a code name? Uh, no, it's okay. Kate is her name. Kate. Okay. Romantic Kate. And you have been going out for a period of time. How long? Uh, four and a half years. You've been that's since you first started dating. Yes. All right. And 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 uh, do you do you anticipate having a long term relationship with Kate? I I certainly hope to. Yeah. A long term committed relationship with Kate. Yes. Do you cohabitate? Oh, we do cohabitate. Yes. Do you have a any sort of legal arrangement? Um, we do. We have a domestic partnership, which is recognized in New York City and Yonkers. Only, only in those cities. Correct. So, if you if you go out of town, say to New Paltz, New York, you can't get a hotel room together. I think actually it is recognized throughout the state, but it is only. You can only get it if you're a resident of, of this New York City or Yonkers. But the rest of the state will recognize that it exists. If I if we were to leave New York and one of us were to end up in the hospital, the other one would not have any kind of visitation rights or anything like that. So what rights do, do does a domestic partnership entail you to? Essentially, we can visit each other in the hospital in prison, and that's about it um, because it's not recognized so you can only see at the your, federal level. Uh, you can visit each other in prison, but you do not have tax benefits? Correct. Right. You can't file as a married or domestic partnered couple. Nothing. Right. Does she qualify as next of kin if you were to predecease her? No. 
No, um, nothing except what's stipulated in a will. Do you do? Do you guys have uh, any any living wills? Do you have a healthcare proxy or a power of attorney? Should um, you become no. incapacitated, say, by getting a terrible shock from from uh, from your headphones while doing a podcast? Cthulhu <laughs> forbid it happen. But these are these are this all part of the it's all part of the 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 release that we need you to agree to. <laughs> you may be electrocuted to death by your headphones. Uh, it's a small price to pay in pursuit of justice. Oh, but she does, she cannot make healthcare decisions on your behalf if you're incapacitated. No, she cannot. She cannot make healthcare decisions on my behalf. And and when did you get this domestic partnership? So we don't keep track of it very closely. But I just asked her. Uh, she says it was August, just over two years ago. August of two years ago. What did what did you get her? <laughs> for 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 our anniversary? Are you asking? Yeah, yeah. We celebrate your, our anniversary of the day we met, and yeah. we don't actually celebrate the. The anniversary of our domestic partnership. So you, I don't. I don't know what the exact date is. For future for future reference, since you're going on to your third anniversary of your domestic partnership, yes, the third <laughs> anniversary tra- traditionally is the subscription to Lame Magazine anniversary for domestic <laughs> partnerships. All right, representing the specialness of the domestic partnership as a legal status and uh, and as uh, and and in, 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 in as an emotional status in your life. So you can get her like a subscription to mental floss or something and just be like, yay, we didn't get married because we're smarter than everyone else. You You just like broke everyone who works at mental floss's heart by saying that. No, it's fun mental floss. They understand. (laughs) I can buzz market mental floss in a deprecating way on my own podcast. What's wrong? Anyway, get, get her, get her subscription to mental floss. To, to prove how special your I, partnership is and how much smarter you are than everyone else who just went ahead and got married. Now, let me ask you this for real, Kenan. Do, the domestic partnership idea, whose idea was it between you and Kate? This is something that I have felt for a while. So I, I think that I sort of raised it with Kate and she was totally on board. I mean, I think she agrees with the principle. It's not like I talked her into not wanting to get married or anything. I was like, hey, I, I sort of feel this way about this. And she was like, yeah, that you, makes a lot of sense. Had you guys previously talked about getting married? I, I think that that was probably part of the first kind of discussion about that that we'd right. ever had. Good. We don't even know. I guess we've been together for four and a half years. About two years ago, I put a piece of tin foil on her finger and we <laughs> called it a thing. We are like, this one's for the gays. <laughs> Yes. All right. No, look, I, I have friends who have not been married, or I should say I have friends who have chosen not to get married, although under any other circumstances, clearly they would, because they would, they would like to wait until same-sex marriage is legal in every state. Right. And, I, is- and I appreciate that that's a principled position to take, and I'm just trying to evaluate, first of all, that that is – the principle that you guys are exercising, both of you, honestly and sincerely, uh, and 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 second of all, to get a sense of who is actually whether it's something you you both believe in, or whether it's something you said in in order to avoid getting married. <laughs> um, as far as I know, it's a principle that we both really believe in. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I, I'm inclined to trust that assessment because when I asked you whose idea was it to go into the domestic partnership, you had two possible answers. One was it was my idea, in which case I would have known it was your idea, 
Or you could have said, oh, it was both of our ideas. In which case it would have been your idea. In which case it would have been lying. But you chose, you chose, you chose this, what sounded to me like an honest answer, which is it was your idea and you managed to sell Kate on this and she probably legitimately agrees with you. Do, do, you, do you doubt the sincerity, Jason, of anything he's said so far? Uh, not at all. I, I, be- I believe that he really is a strongly principled person and he strongly believes in the principle that he's exercising. Okay. So next question, Kenan, if yes. gay, it were, if same sex marriage were legal in every state, what is the status of same sex marriage in New York state currently to remind our listeners? Uh, we, we have same sex marriage at the state level in New York. Of course, it's still not recognized at the federal level. And and if it were recognized at the federal level, would you then go ahead and proceed to get married, or are you waiting for the all of North America uh, bonus round or the worldwide same sex marriage uh, uh, super prize? Oh, that's interesting. So you're saying that if DOMA is repealed, but not all states instituted, and there are some states where you can get same sex marriage, and others is where you can't. Look, I I don't know. You guys wrote your domestic partnership vows. When you, when you sat down there, and figured There are it no out, vows, which is you, one of the many things that makes it very different from an actual marriage. Right. You made no promises um, to each but other. But I, I don't know. I, I think that we would have to sort of talk about that again if if people could get something that was the same thing as heterosexual marriage, but only in some places. I don't know that that we've really worked out that particular kink. Hey, are I have the no vow- vows in my marriage, by are, the way. Are the vows in a, in a, in a domestic partnership – uh, legal domestic partnership basically amount to, hey, babe, no promises. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. So there is no trigger mechanism for which you would feel comfortable getting married vis-a-vis your unity with all the homosexuals of the world? It's it's not like the minute something happens, like we go get our marriage licenses. It's that we sort of talked about um, how we were, you know, considering we, that we both sort of feel that we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. And, um, we both were, as far as I know, we both were uncomfortable with the idea of asking our, um, gay friends and family members and the people we love to, to, you know, sort of help us participate in that, in that ceremony and union and everything. Um, so we decided to sort of do what at the time was the most that was offered to them. Do you uh, – I'm, I'm going to ask some personal questions here. Do you guys share a bank account? We do not. Do you guys have uh, an expectation of monogamy? Yes. And you can foresee no clear path, no clear trigger by which you would definitely go ahead and get married? No. Do you intend to get married? Um, it's something we, we talk about doing, I, but I, I think that – I don't think that that's a done deal, but I think that it's something that we both think about doing. Yes. You know, I bet she does think that. <laughs> that's Bailiff Jesse, by the way. <laughs> Not trying to be unkind here, but. Jason, do you know Kate? Yes. Does she want to spend a year planning a wedding? My guess would be no. Your guess would be no. And she's an attorney? Yes. Uh, she's working on mass incarceration and sentencing reform. Mass incarceration so the kind of, and sentencing reform? Yeah. Okay. It's the kind of law where we won't ever have any money. And, what, and well, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, it takes two in a domestic partnership. What do you do for a living that doesn't make any money? 
Oh, I, I make, I have even less potential for ownership than she does. Um, I make comic books and websites. Oh, brother. Yeah. It's never ended for you, did it? The nerd days. You know, the big money is in text adventure games. <laughs> That's what you I know. told them. <laughs> so, Jason, Kenan has clearly never grown up. So why are mm-hmm. you under the impression that he has now effectively been married? The position of his opponents in, in the group uh, basically all share the view that his moral position, which we all respected greatly, is, allows him that the maximum commitment that he can make, uh, given his principles, is a domestic partnership. And that is the maximum level that he ha- has reached. Um, plus, like at the time when we were teenagers, uh, the idea of a domestic partnership was we could never have like thought uh, we didn't even know what that was, which I know then you get into like wording of the bet in general. But we would never ask him to to supplant his principles and say, you know, who cares about the injustices of the, our country and the world at large and just get married already. Um, but we do think that as far as like the point that he's at in his life, given his principles, he has reached the maximum amount of commitment that he can for a, a romantic relationship. Yeah, but if I may, let's say mm-hmm. let's say that Kenan were not a guy who makes comics and websites, right? And instead were the kind mm-hmm. of guy who is going around dating a lot of women. Those are the two polar opposites. Right. Let's say you were the kind of guy who's who's going around dating a lot of women all the time and decided in his life marriage is for the birds. I am never going to do it. I think that it's a terrible institution. Would you and your nerd friends then get together and say, "Well, he's gotten as far as his principles will allow." Therefore, <laughs> he's got to he's got to give up the money cuz he's never going to get married. I mean, that hypothetical person would still have and they're not really applying any principles anywhere there, I, I don't think. Well, I think com- committed bachelorhood is a principle. It is how we used to describe gay people, and they are a protected class now. <laughs> True. I'm just being silly, of course. Yeah. But basically, you and you, is it unanimous among the group that, that Kenan is, is, uh, is welshing on this deal? It is almost exactly split in half. If Kenan were allowed, if I were to, to, to rule in Kenan's favor here and say he is not married and therefore uh, cannot advance the game, it's a high-stakes high, uh, high ruling for me to make because, A, not only will it announce the end of your childhood, but, B, it will be the end of this bet, right? Because it can't proceed. Properly, or he has to take himself out of it altogether, and he's no longer part of the group. I will be effectively disbanding the group. Would I not be? Well, no, no, not really. I mean, like another stupid rule that we've made for ourselves with this group of ten guys is that any decision that alters any um, this bet or any other agreement that we've made is that it, everything has to be agreed to unanimously. I've already gone through uh, eight of the guys in the group, two of which uh, the other two not are difficult to get a hold of, that said that they would agree to a third-party ruling in this scenario. Um, but the other two, like we could go back and uh, – what Ken and I have both agreed to is to argue in the favor of the opposite person should 
uh, that person win this uh, this argument? Well, you already have a system of justice. I have no jurisdiction here. Well, you not, already have a you already have your, really your own your your own internal court of appeals at the state level. Why are you trying to do an end run and bring it to me, the Supreme Court? You are the Supreme Court in this situation. <laughs> yeah, you are, you already you you you're electing to 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 sidestep to sidestep the democratic process and go straight to uh, a judicial activist in order to legalize <laughs> Kennan's marriage against his own will. So that you, so that are you married? Yes, I am. You're not. Even, you're never. You're not even going to stand again by this. Oh no, I can't. That's why I think that I, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm speaking basically for the bachelors in this group. What do you like, like the, the Lorac? What do you? Oh, you but got not. to it first. You got to it first, <laughs> jerk. I'm just glad oh, someone in America is standing up for bachelors. Unmarried <laughs> <laughs> men. Have it so difficult in this country. Oh, they country. have it so tough, right? <laughs> How many bachelors remain in the group? Five, four, if you count Kenan as not one. So let's say for, let's include Kenan as one for the moment. That's five? Five, yeah. We know where Kenan stands on this. Shouldn't the, the four remaining bachelors be the only voting bodies in this? Because they're the only ones who stand to gain. But they are clearly mm. biased. They are clearly biased, and if it, it were to be their vote, Kennan would be voted down because they want to win. So it's a five to five. Still, it's a five. Would you say that it is a five to five deadlock right now, and I am the deciding vote? Yes. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, the, I think the, the answer president. the answer should be yes at this point. Kennan, yeah. if I if I vote in your favor and say that you are not married, and therefore you may stand to win from this bet even though you are in a committed long-term relationship yes don't you think that that will effectively sour the entire process um i don't think that why why would it once we once we define non-marriage as a domestic partnership cannot we define non-marriage as any situation no because Jay is acting like my principles are this kind of like impenetrable wall and there's no way I could possibly get married because I have principles. But in fact, like I have lots of pressures on me. Like I have parents who really want me to be married, bug me about it on a weekly basis. I, I got an email from my mom today about how I should probably get married. Like, so it's, it's not like, um, I, I am still resisting all the forces. I, there are, I have been in situations and I, I will be in a situation again. I think when Kate gets a job next year, um, where I could have health care if I were to get if we were to get married and um, and I wouldn't won't if we don't. So I, I think that there are like very real pressures and very real benefits uh, to marriage that, that continue to exist for me and that make uh, my not being married a, a sort of s- significant and not by any means de facto. OK. I think I have everything I need to hear. Do you have any last thing you want to say, Jason? That was a pretty good closing argument. You've learned something from yeah. your from your lawyerly non-wife, Kenan. <laughs> Jason, any last words? Any final statements you want to say before I go into the chapel in my chambers where I perform fake weddings? I suppose that I, suppose that I was hoping that this whole debate, and, and it has been uh, for all the members of the group in the past, was more about the betrayal of the spirit of the original agreement 
and not so much about the definition of marriage, which I don't know. It's, it's, uh, we did not, we didn't, we weren't trying to argue that, I guess. Um, so if you want to take that into account, please do. <laughs> what do you want me to do if I find in your favor? Uh, I just want Kenan to return to the group and, um, argue that he should have drop out of, of the, uh, agreement. He should put a hundred dollars in escrow to give to the last bachelor standing. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right. I like, I like situations that involve escrow. I'm going to tell you that right now, Kenan. So you may have a, like you word. may have difficulty. I will consider this to the sound of some beautiful organ music uh, that I have on a tape, and I will be back in a moment. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Jason, how are you feeling about your chances? Kenan was super concerned uh, before we uh, did this that he was going to lose on the summary judgment. (laughs) Um, And he's the one that ended up uh, nailing it. And even though we both are big fans of Rear Window, <laughs> um, I'm not. I feel like my chances are slim to none at the moment. How about you, Kenan? Oh well, you know I'm a progressive, so I always think I'm about to lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kenan, Jason, we'll see how you do. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Here re-enters the judge. Here he enters the judge. Oh, guys, you don't have to throw rice at me. Just throw Alka-Seltzer. Then seagulls will eat it and explode, which is hilarious at my non-real weddings. Uh, oh, hi. Sorry about that. I kind of kind of went into one of my weird seagull-exploding fugue states. Uh, good to see you both. Um, well, you guys entered into an agreement early on that you clearly mapped out with the maniacal um, meticulousness of a 15-year-old to 17-year-old nerd in that not only, not only did you define your terms very specifically, um, uh, but you also uh, set out a course of redress should there be disputes going forward and a, and a democratic system of dispute resolution, um, which has failed you in this case, but only because you had no unanimity and no and no tie-breaking process. Um, but that said, uh, you guys uh, defined your terms at a time when your lives were uh, much simpler. Not only uh, had uh, you not heard of domestic partnership, and arguably um, 10, well, 20 years ago, right? Uh, arguably, mm-hmm. the idea of same-sex marriage as an issue at all was um, uh, non-existent uh, at that time, or at least so um, uh, provocatively far-sighted that I uh, didn't imagine that it would be realistic, at least certainly even growing up in Brookline, Massachusetts, uh, where all the cool boys kissed boys. Uh, we didn't imagine <laughs> that that was, going to be a, that was going to be a reality in our lifetime in any state, much less all states. So uh, what you didn't appreciate, but not only did you not appreciate those complexities, but not, e- but not even the simple complexities uh, of, of normal adult, emotional, romantic, and sexual life, such that your benchmarks were extremely simplistic. Um, and I'm not putting you down for this, but they were, you know, kissing, doing it, marriage, death. Um, those are big ones, to be sure. But I'm not surprised that going on 10, 20 years... As you have matured into fully formed human beings, 
who do not uh, construct weird bets in order to isolate yourself from an o- emotional connection to others, that you realize that emotional connections to others are complex, difficult, and have um, uh, have surprises, surprise, uh, surprising um, uh, sidetracks that uh, that perhaps you did not uh, think of earlier when you were constructing uh, your contract on parchment out of nerd blood. Unfortunately mm-hmm. for you, Jason, um, this means you have very specific terms um, that may be out of step with today's go-go lifestyle, but nonetheless still carry real meaning, which is to say, uh, Kenan is not married. Um, there is a reason that people of the same sex who love one another are fighting for the right to get married, because being married does not mean simply... Uh, living together in a committed relationship that is monogamous or not, for that matter, uh, for a long period of time. It does not even mean sharing finances, which Kenan doesn't do. It does not mean um, the the right to give each other uh, subscriptions to Mental Floss magazine. Buzz marketing. <laughs> right? It also carries with it certain um, important rights of kinship and legal rights that stem from kinship, including heritability of wealth, uh, obviously, the the right to uh, 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 visit uh, people in the hospital, but also to uh, make um, uh, decisions absent other uh, 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 living wills and powers of attorney uh, about someone's life when they are incapacitated. Um, and those are things that define marriage among uh, hetero couples that only same-sex couples in certain states and districts are uh, allowed to enjoy those rights and privileges of being married. And, and, and Kenan doesn't have those. In fact, he chose not to have them. And even, I might think differently, since marriage always throughout history was primarily a legal and financial arrangement, I might be a little bit more swayed to your, uh, to your case, uh, uh, Jason, if Kenan and Kate shared a bank account and shared all finances because that's that's when marriage starts to get really miserable and that's when you you know as far as i'm concerned it's real um but in this case they don't they they have separate finances and kenan and kate are both under external pressure specifically from kenan's mom uh to get married and uh jesse bailiff jesse thorne suspects there may be internal pressure as well in that Kate may secretly uh, uh, dress up in a wedding gown at midnight while Kenan sleeps and sing Here Comes the Bride to herself. I don't know whether or not that's true, but... She sounds like a real bridezilla to me. <laughs> in, any, in any case, unfor- unfortunately for you, not only did, did Kenan win the summary judgment at the beginning, but you could not muster an argument at any point that would suggest that he did not utterly deserve it simply for knowing the movie Rear Window better than you. In all Ooh. ways, Kenan has argued this properly and also has, a, the, has common sense right on his side. The sad thing, though, I think about the whole situation is that, you know, your youthful um, nerd blood pact uh, is unraveling. Uh, it is unraveling due to the changes in people's lives. It is unraveling uh, due to the complexity of life as it is lived once you are an adult and not making uh, your own homemade radio dramas. It is unraveling the way most childhood relationships, you know, unravel. And you guys should feel, I guess, proud that you were able to keep this thing going for 20 years 
without without a major challenge to your conception of what is life? I mean, you guys didn't even factor in divorce into your into your seven stages of man. Do you know what I mean? Like, how many of your group is divorced, and and how much money does he have to give back to everybody, or what? You know, it's like you guys are you guys are facing reality, and and Kenan is just one of the ways that you must now acknowledge that uh, that you are older. Um, and and friends of, of of a different kind, and and I trust still very good friends. Um, so yes. if, so I will not rule in favor. You paradoxically, Jason, the seventeen year old who wanted to get out of this thing as soon as possible, are the one who's trying <laughs> to hold it together now. That Kenan and Kate have moved on with their lives into a into a domestic partnership uh, uh, of the future. You're the one who wants to hang on to the group. Well, no, you got to let them go. You got to let them all go, Jason. You understand what I'm saying? It's time to be the 17 yeah. year old you always should have been. <laughs> so go take your shirt off and hang and hang and hang around the lockers with your shirt off from now on. <laughs> this is the sound of a gavel. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Cannon, how are you feeling? I, I feel good, honestly, because I have really never understood what Jason's objection was. I, I feel like now I at least get that he feels that I was subverting the spirit of the bet, which I, I honestly didn't understand. I just sort of thought that he was being bitter because he entered into a bunch of bets he had already lost. <laughs> Jason, how are you feeling? I actually feel good and happy as well. Um, I'm happy for Kenan. I'm happy for his stage in life. I'm happy for him not having to take flack from some of his friends for standing up for his principles. Because, <laughs> um, you know, like I, I was definitely on the opponent side of him, but I was certainly not his fiercest opponent, just the one that happened to uh, to be the mouthpiece today. <laughs> can, I, can I ask you a sort of a, a, a serious question, Jason? Yeah, sure, Jesse. Judge Hodgman was really nice about this, but uh, what were you doing hanging out with a bunch of 14-year-olds? <laughs> um, I'm going to say that's uh, the fault of drama class. I'm pretty sure that's what actually happened. People of different ages, you know, all, all could take drama simultaneously, and I just happened to uh, meet a bunch of 15-year-olds when I was 17. You're basically that one king nerd from Freaks and Geeks, right? The one they all go to for advice? Sort of. Also, I moved across country when I was 17. So I started junior year knowing nobody, and I just was drawn to these nerds very quickly. Well, I, I'm sorry that they've 